This is uh, 2019. It is heading towards the end of the decade in just three weeks from now. And we did want to talk about some of our favourite things in the past 10 years. And we're going to start with a discussion on our favourite TV shows from 2010 to 2019. Christian, let's start with you. What is, in your mind, the best show of the past 10 years? Now, this is a really big question. Mm. Um, I'm just going to go with my personal favourite, Bates Motel, Mm -hmm. which I I just found out was also a a movie in the 80s that apparently wasn't so great. But it's definitely not that. It's it's the series um, from 2013 to 2017. Um, So it's a psycho prequel. It's Young and the One Bates, played very well by Freddie Highmore. Um, I think this is probably his best role. Yes. So yeah, he better really... than the Good Doctor. Would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't watched the Good Doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have here and there. It's quite a lovely show. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, I might, yeah, I'm, I might watch later. I don't know. Um, I feel like I've already seen it in many ways. <laughs> the Good Doctor just seems like the Good Witch of the North or something. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. So in in Bates Motel, I guess he also plays a, a like a good boy on the surface. But um, obviously, we know he's Norman Bates. So it's it's about like his basically really twisted and codependent relationship with um, his mother Norma, mm. played by uh, Vera Farmiga. Um, I think she might be probably best known for the Conjuring movies. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, she's excellent in this. Um, did I catch that right? Like Norma's mother is just like Norma, so she named yeah. her child after herself. Yeah, which should tell you a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, named a child after herself. Um, you know, they get. They get jealous of each other when they get like girlfriends and boyfriends, um, yeah, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, and it basically takes you right up until uh, pretty much where the movie, the original movie Psycho, comes in. Um, and the uh, well, yeah, okay, um, I might as well say this to entice you. Um, it does even get up to the the shower scene part. Um, <laughs> does it a bit differently, but yeah, it gets up to Marion Crane, um, who ends up being played by Rihanna of all people. Um, Seriously? Oh, yeah, my. she plays the, the yeah Marion Crane, the g- girl from the shower scene. Is that how you originally got into the show? Because you found out Rihanna was in the series, and then thought, oh, I'll give this a try. <laughs> oh no, I was I was in I was involved in the beginning. This okay, is only good. she's only there in like the the last few episodes. Um, quite surprisingly, so. Um, but yeah, uh, that's I, I guess like my hidden gem um, for the decade. Uh, but of course, we're going to be talking about a lot more sort of ones that got a lot more attention, deservedly so. I, I hope we can. Uh, Liam, what is your pick for the best TV show of the decade? Yeah, I think the, I'm going to go with Breaking Bad, which probably can lay claim to maybe being the best show of the decade. Um, <laughs> it depends who you ask, but I think it's almost it's widely uh, viewed. Um, mm. Although it started last decade in 2008, um, it kind of hit its traps this decade. Um, went from hmm. 2008 to 2013, created by Vince Gilligan. I guess it was probably Brian Cranston, who's the main character playing uh, a drug kingpin, who mm-hmm. he becomes a meth <laughs> maker and, and dealer and meth extraordinaire. Mm. Um, it, it, I don't know, he, he kind of mutates into a whole few different identities. Um, anyway, he's a, uh, he's a science teacher at a high school. He gets... Um, uh, terminal lung cancer. He wants to make enough money to support his family once he's gone, so he decides to get into the meth business with uh, the help of his ex-student uh, sidekick, um, Jesse Pinkman, who is played by Aaron Paul very well. Other notable actors and characters are Anna Gunn, who plays his wife Skylar, 
uh, and RJ Mitty plays his son, Walter White Jr. Um, mm. I guess what made it so special, it probably has the most kind of pop cultural purchase, I think, of this decade, other than maybe Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, which probably it goes Game of Thrones, Daylight, and then maybe Breaking Bad. Um, but I think that's just because there's so many iconic characters um, and moments that have kind of led to a subsequent spin-off series such as Better Call Saul hmm. um, and movies. Which one came out this year, El Camino, which is a sequel to the events of Breaking Bad. Yeah, and it, it won tons of awards. It won 16 Emmys. And it's just one of the shows which I don't know if there's ever been one before it or since where every kind of scene has had so much uh, attention and, I guess, detail put into it. Mm. Um, so people can really pick it apart on like a kind of microscopic base, uh, you know, level, and um, yeah, it's just a brilliant show. It absolutely mm. is, and when you consider the end of the show was six years ago, it ended in mm. 2013, and people are not only still watching it but still talking about it and mm. rewatching it and rewatching it. It's just had a phenomenal impact on all of pop culture, really. Marcy, let's head to you now. What is your pick for the best TV show of the decade? So, uh, so far we had mainly like live action shows. Mm. Pretty much most of my picks would be cartoons. Nice. So, uh, most of like some of my faves are like from like basically the cartoon renaissance that started this decade. Like things like Regular Show, Adventure Time, Amazing World Gumball, and then a little bit laid down with like things like Gravity Falls, Star vs. Force of Evil, and I guess like like Rick and Morty as well. But honestly, one of my favorites has to be like online to like Steven Universe and that kind of stuff. To summarize Steven Universe in one sentence, queer space rocks. <laughs> um, that is exactly what it is. Yep. Yes. Uh, it will take far too long for me to summarize. But I'll just We've say, been trying to do it all year. We yeah. just haven't. But if, if I could summarize it, it's basically a half human, half alien is living with his, uh, let's say, maternal uh, guardians. Guardians. Yes, who are also aliens from outer space, and through them, Stephen learns to be a better human and a a, a hero, essentially. Yeah, hmm. a better individual and all of that fun stuff. But it's not done through like you know violence and fighting. It's done through love and kindness and compassion. Yes, through peaceful, well, relatively peaceful anyway, mm. conflict <laughs> resolutions. Mm. Um, even the season finale, like change of mind, which you're not going to discuss because that's major spoiler territory. But it's just like. Yeah, it's a surprise they able to resolve itself without much violence at all. That like, which is quite nice for for finale. Um, but yeah, recently the Steam Universe is actually closing out the decade with another miniseries, Steam Universe Future, and the first four episodes just came out. So they're they're really fun. Like they're looking at Steven Universe like two years later, time skip. Um, Gems trying to integrate themselves to human society, homeworld, and like trying to like change yourself and be like a better homeworld forever free and all of that, um, including the Diamonds, who are basically like really crazy aunts at this point, Stephen, mm-hmm. um, all that fun stuff. But yeah, it teaches a lot about like love and acceptance. It goes into a lot about relationships and like positive, like like body, body image and positive like identity. And it has a lot of positive things to say about just everything queer, basically. So it is definitely one of the best and important series of this decade. Absolutely. And it brings to mind a number of other animated shows because animation as a medium, it really has evolved in the past 10 years. It's not just something that can be enjoyed 
by children anymore. I mean, it never really was, but there was that way of thinking among most of the population. But these days, you know, animation can be anything and everything. And, you know, it's been able to resonate with a wide variety of people. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something people have discovered again. Because I, mm. I, I would say that, like, uh, in, in the beginning of animated cartoons, cartoon shorts, cartoon films, mm. um, they were sort of seen as being for everyone. And then gradually people started to see it as just for little kids. Mm. Um, and now it's gone back toys. around, which is good. Mm. Sorry? Especially, like, I think the 80s when, like, they became basically like toy advertisements it's a bit sad but now mm. people can as you say i think you're going to say like people can enjoy them like of any age of any background really yeah yeah definitely. A- absolutely they can in fact my pick for show of the decade is another animated series it's uh, distributed by netflix it's bojack horseman <gasps> mm. Oh, and I suppose it's like Breaking Bad in some respects. One, because it's got Aaron Paul in it, and two, <laughs> because it started out as this good but really like unassuming show, and it's uh, basically evolved into this must-see event. It's truly extraordinary what they've done. It stars Will Arnett. Well, he's the voice of BoJack Horseman, and he lives in a world filled with anthropomorphic animals as well as humans in uh, basically an alternate version of Hollywood, which they call Hollywood. And it's what's most extraordinary about this, I think, is how they, they're able to use the animation style. So you've got bright pastels, light colours, quirky characters, and they're able to use all those things to talk about themes which are otherwise quite dark and confronting. And it really finds that perfect balance between being really difficult to watch and at the same time really consumable. I feel. I've um, tried to get into it a couple mm. of times and I think I've stumbled after a couple of episodes. Mm. But I've, you know, what you've just said, I've heard uh, many people and, mm. you know, critics say that it is like it does develop into this amazing uh, show. Like, uh, what it makes it so special, do you think? I think what makes it special, Liam, is the fact that it really hits you and it hits hard. It talks about things which... People go through on a daily basis, you know, anxiety and depression and all those kinds of things. And, you know, the characters are relatable in that sense. I mean, here's a group of people who shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't identify with. We've got a washed up actor. We've got another one who can't find work. We've got an agent who's dealing with really belligerent clients. We've got a writer living in Los Angeles who's producing, writing a book. And somehow all of these, all four of these characters, we find ourselves not only connecting with them, but, you know, rooting for them. We really want them to succeed in life. So, yeah, I think that's really what makes Bojack Horseman so special. Uh, we've still got a little bit of time left, so I'm just going to throw some names at people, some names <laughs> of shows, and uh, you just give me your briefest of thoughts. Uh, the Wolf Creek series. Uh, well, I've never I, really I, heard of it. Uh. Oh, okay. Well, I threw this one in. Mm. Um, yeah, just, just so, quickly. Yes. Mm. Um, so pro- works better as a series, I might even say, than the, than the film. Oh, than films. Okay, yeah. then. Uh, Fleabag. Um, I guess kind of the new or the biggest hit at the moment mm. on telly. Um, and it's only had two seasons and it's over now. Yeah, <laughs> but it's creator and head writer Phoebe mm. Waller-Bridge. Um, you know, I guess the success of the show has led her to be a co-writer of the new Bond film, mm-hmm. which comes out next year. And it she does. also wrote the first season of uh, Killing Eve, which is another really great show which centers on 
Um, Strong female characters. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, one to check out for sure. Mm. Uh, Rick and Morty? Ooh. Come on, someone must have oh, an no, no, opinion no, no. on Rick just, and Morty. It's a, it's a really <laughs> fun series that just pokes a hole. Like, just, it basically paradises all these like ideas, these film, TV series, and just lampoons them all. And it's just quite... It still has a quite a lot to say about each of them in a kind of a thoughtful manner. Even does get quite crew at times. Um, the fourth season did recently ca- come out, and all I can think of is just how outrageously hilarious most of the episodes released so far have been. Um, hmm. I'm not going to go into detail, one, because of spores, and two, because one in particular is very graphic in a very, uh, not going to say it's on air way, but it's just okay. a lot. Of, it's yeah, just, that's Rick and Morty. It's just outrageous. But... <laughs> right, okay, a couple more to list here. Atlanta? Uh, yeah, really great show um, f- made by Donald Glover, who's also an amazing musician, writer, and comedian, and uh, also directed a few of the episodes of the show. Just follows him um, trying to make it, or sorry, his cousin trying to make it as a, a rap artist in Atlanta, and he um, acts as his, um, I guess, manager. Mm. Um, really good look at, or funny and at times serious uh, look at race um, and contemporary culture in America. Yeah, I've heard one critic describe it as those real bordering the surreal, really. And what's more amazing is that the supporting cast in that, Brian Tyree Henry, Lakeith Stanfield, Zazie Beetz, since doing Atlanta, they've all gone their own separate ways in their careers and they're all doing brilliant things it's extraordinary and another final one i'd like to list is another one of my favorite shows from the past decade rake yeah the australian series starring richard roxborough i honestly thought you were going to mention either bob's burgers or archer oh yeah i've talked about that a lot haven't i i mean they're both good shows but rake i think is fabulous because it really satirizes australian culture in a way which hasn't been done at least not in the past few years Hmm. Well, it's a satire of Australian culture, and that's something I would be curious to look at. Yeah, so <laughs> specifically the upper-class inner-city culture of Australia, I would say. Okay, That well, definitely is in need of satirising. So, yes, that sounds good. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs>